This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the Elon Musk podcast. And on this episode, we'll be discussing the latest news surrounding Twitter and its CEO, Elon Musk, of course. Now, Musk recently engaged in a bizarre Twitter exchange with an Icelandic entrepreneur, Haraldur Thorleifsson, who was unsure if he had been fired by the social media company. The exchange went viral on Twitter, drawing attention to the ongoing turmoil on the platform. Now, despite the challenges facing Twitter, Musk remains optimistic about the company's future, urging advertisers to use Twitter directly and to believe that they see a future with the platform. Now, Musk claims that the journalists have been trained never to write a positive story and that advertisers can adjust their ads to suit the content they're comfortable being associated with on the platform. However, the Federal Trade Commission has asked Twitter to turn over internal communications related to Musk and detailed information about the layoffs amid concerns the staff reductions could compromise the company's ability to protect users. The FTC inquiry centers around the ability of the company to comply with a $150 million settlement related to alleged privacy violations. So what does the future hold for Twitter and its users? Will Musk's leadership style and cost-cutting measures help turn the company around, or will the ongoing controversies surrounding the platform continue to drive users away? Now, Elon Musk, the CEO of Twitter, Tesla and SpaceX, had called on advertisers recently to use Twitter directly and to believe what they see on the platform, rather than relying on traditional media sources. And he spoke at a Morgan Stanley media conference. Musk claimed that journalists have been trained never to write a positive story. And he also expressed gratitude to long-term partners Disney and Apple for continuing to advertise on Twitter, despite concerns over hate speech. Now, according to Musk, Advertisers have the ability to adjust their ads to suit the content they're comfortable being associated with, just as they do on television. He cited Warner Brothers, Discovery's campaign for HBO's The White Lotus as an example of successful keyword advertising, saying, you don't need advanced AI for this one. Now, Musk acknowledged that monetizing Twitter's large and global user base remains a significant challenge but said that usage and engagement on the platform have never been stronger. He also claimed that the company's former regime had left significant revenue potential untapped and that the deep rounds of layoffs and restructuring he has been implemented have helped to cut the non-interest burn rate to around $1.5 billion. He expressed optimism that Twitter could be cash flow positive next quarter, depending on the ad market. And Musk reiterated that he purchased Twitter for the sake of free speech and the future of our civilization, adding that the old Twitter had a huge thumb on the scale in favor of the left, which was not conducive to healthy national dialogue. He did not mention that he had tried to back out of the deal shortly after making it, though. And meanwhile, the Wall Street Journal has reported that the FTC has asked Twitter to turn over internal communications related to Musk, as well as detailed information about the recent layoffs amid concerns that staff reductions could compromise the company's ability to protect users. 
The inquiry centers around Twitter's ability to comply with a $150 million settlement related to alleged privacy violations. Now, Twitter's exchange between Musk and Thorlifson, I was talking about earlier, went really viral on the platform. It engaged more than 11 million people and drew widespread attention to the turmoil that's going on at Twitter. Now, the social media platform has been struggling to retain its position as a major player in the industry, and they faced increasing competition from other platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And in recent years, Twitter has been in a decline in user growth and revenue, as well as a series of high-profile controversies relating to misinformation, hate speech, and harassment on its platform. Now, Musk's acquisition of Twitter in 2022 was seen by many as a bold move that could potentially reinvigorate the platform and bring it back to the limelight. However, his controversial leadership style and penchant for cost-cutting measures have also raised concerns among some other uh, companies, uh, industry observers, and some employees as well. And despite the challenges facing Twitter, Thorlifson remains optimistic about the company's future, noting that he joined the platform because he believed in what it was building. He also expressed his gratitude for the support he received from the Twitter community during his recent ordeal, saying that it was heartening to see so many people come together to help him in his time of need. Now, the Twitter exchange between Musk and Thorlifson is just the latest example of the unpredictable and often surreal world of social media. And now as platforms such as Twitter continue to evolve and shape our online interactions, it remains to be seen what the future holds for these digital spaces or the people that interact with them. Now, I want to ask you a favor real quick. Uh, we have a sponsor for the show, StarshipShirts.com. If you're into Elon Musk, if you're into SpaceX, if you're into NASA, if you're into spaceflight and anything space-related, go check out StarshipShirts.com. They have a wide selection of everything spacey out there, including Elon Musk merch and SpaceX-inspired t-shirts. Everything is at a price that's reasonable. I think it's $16.99 right now for any t-shirt. So just for our listeners, the prices have gone down. Worked out a deal with them. So check them out, starshipshirts.com. Now let's talk about SpaceX. Since we're talking about space, SpaceX will be possibly conducting a static fire test of its Booster 7 rocket booster coming up on March 10th, 2023. And there's a little bit of evidence for this because there's a NOTMAR scheduled for that time frame. Now, a NOTMAR is a notice to mariners, to mariners, to people with boats, and to people also with the fly planes and also people that are just regular people. It's basically no fly, no boat, no walk zone. Get out of there and let SpaceX do their business. Let them test their booster at Boca Chica Starbase, Texas. Now, we don't know exactly what this test is for. It's a NOTMAR, so it's an overpressure notice. Also, there's a possibility that there could be some fire involved, and there's possibility that there could be something that blows up. So SpaceX sent this NOTMAR to the uh, Coast Guard and said, please post this because we want to be sure that nobody gets injured while we do our testing. Now, it could be that the FAA saw the last uh, static fire from SpaceX, the 31 engine static fire, and maybe something happened with those engines 
because SpaceX had to replace them. And they did. They replaced those two engines. Because I'm, let me back up a little bit. Because SpaceX, uh, on the Booster 7, there's 33 Raptor 2 engines. In the last static fire they did, there were only 31 that worked. Two of them were shut off before the static fire test. So SpaceX replaced those engines. And there's a possibility that the FAA saw that or even internally with SpaceX, that they saw that and they thought it would be a better idea if we did this right and made sure that all 33 Raptor 2 engines would fire at the same time and that the rocket and the booster would be safer if we made sure that all of these rocket engines worked. So it's a possibility that they will be doing a booster firing. Now there's also Booster 7. We have Ship 24 down there too. Ship 24, Ship 26, there are a few starships. Now, the starship is the 150-foot-tall ship that's the second stage of this giant rocket. The rocket itself is 400 feet tall altogether around that, around that size. It's the largest rocket in the world. It's the most powerful rocket that will ever fly once it does fly. And just recently, Elon Musk said that he expects the first attempt to be about 50% successful. Probably going to detonate over the Gulf of Mexico. And also, he said there's probably an 80% chance that SpaceX launches the Starship to orbit by the year's end. So, if that's the case, Elon Musk, Gwen Shotwell, everybody at SpaceX, they need to make 100 flights of the Starship before they can put people in it. And SpaceX's Starship agreement with or Starbase agreement with Texas only allows them up to, I believe, six flights per year from Starbase. So if they want to do a hundred flights, 200 flights before they put people in this thing, they're going to have to go fast for the next few years. Now, SpaceX has just made it past the 100 uh, successful launch and landings of the Falcon 9 rocket, and that's been in development and has flown for about 10 years. Now, SpaceX also knows how to build rockets now. The Falcon 9 was a work in progress, and they built from the ground up. It's a brand new rocket with brand new parts that they built in-house. Same thing with the Starship, but they used the, the fundamentals and the, the knowledge they gained from building the Falcon 9 to build the Starship. So there's a possibility, I really hope this works out for SpaceX, because there's a, a huge possibility that they could actually pull this off. This will be one of the most challenging things to ever happen as far as human engineering goes. Elon Musk has said numerous times that SpaceX is solving a problem that's almost impossible to solve. Getting a fully reusable rocket to orbit is almost impossible. And leaving the Earth's gravity well, getting it out into space, and having it land back on earth is almost impossible. So if they can pull this off, this will be one of the, if not the most impressive engineering feat of all humanity ever. So let that sink in for a second. Elon Musk is doing that with his team down at Starbase, Texas. Now what's going to happen, I believe, is that Starbase is going to eventually uh, just do a few flights of test vehicles, test articles throughout the year uh, new designs, new engine tweaks, you know, body tweaks, things like that. They'll do five, six, ten of those per year, but they'll be doing the majority of the flights 
from their new Starbase at Kennedy Space Center in Florida. So I think the majority of those 100 flights are going to be coming from Florida. And if that's the case, it's going to be absolutely incredible to see that happen from hallowed ground down at Kennedy Space Center. Now, um, I think what's going to happen on the 10th is they're going to do the static fire. They're going to get past that. Elon Musk said that uh, hopefully late March, they'll get uh, they'll have the ship ready, have the booster ready, have everything ready, ground systems ready for this launch. They just have to wait for the FAA. And if that's the case, we could possibly see a launch April, May, maybe June, if everything's ready on SpaceX's end, because the FAA may have to take some time to figure out all the data that SpaceX sends them and make sure that everything's okay. So yeah, we're, we're going to expect great things from SpaceX this year. And I hope you enjoyed listening about it. So thank you so much for listening, by the way. And also if you could take a second and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're on right now, I would greatly appreciate it because it helps us out so much helps us out. Just one extra person pushes us up to the next level. So if you could be that person, that would be really great. And we are growing like crazy. So thank you so much for all the continued support. Join the crew. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash stage zero. Also, thank you again to starshipshirts.com, a supporter of the show. You're going to continue supporting us for a while. So check out starshipshirts.com if you want to help us out. And that's about it for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will see you in the next one.